Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. What is the greatest thing you can do for those you love? Is it to uh, set aside money for their future? Is it to plan some special day to surprise them? Is it to spend time with them? Well, all those things are very fine. But I want to say to you, based on the Word of God, that the greatest thing you can do for those you love, the greatest thing you can do for anyone, is to pray for them. That's what Jesus did. As a matter of fact, He is the great intercessor. He is the great mediator between God and man. Repeatedly in Scripture, we see Jesus praying for others, and we're reminded that He's praying for us. That's what he does in John 17. John 17, 9, he says, I pray for them. He's praying for you today, my friend. As a matter of fact, one of the great Old Testament passages that's often quoted is Isaiah 53. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. It's a powerful chapter. Did you ever notice how the chapter ended? Isaiah 53, verse 12 says, He made intercession for the transgressors. That is a profound thought. As a matter of fact, someone has suggested that Christ's entire life was an intercession, that His entire life was Him praying for us and going to the Father on our behalf. And so, I'm praying for my own soul today and for you, that God will teach us to pray not just for ourselves but for others. You see, not only is praying for others the greatest thing you can do for them, it's the greatest thing you can do, period. This is the work that Christ is, is about at this very moment at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. And it will do your own soul good. The great missionary Henry Martin said that he found the cure for coldness in his own life was to begin praying for others. And he said it was amazing that as he began to pray for spiritual needs in other people's lives, God began to meet the deepest need in his own life. Isn't it ironic that our selfishness is revealed more through our prayer life than in any other thing? At the, at the moment where we think we are most spiritual, we actually re reveal how truly carnal we are. And yet, at Jesus' greatest crisis hour in John 17, He t reveals His love and who He really is. He reveals it by praying for those He loves. And so, let's look at this prayer list together. How do you pray for your family? How do you pray for those you love? Well, let's begin where Jesus began. John 17, verse 1 says, These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. There are two distinct prayer requests in the opening three verses of John 17, and I think this is where we must always begin in praying for those we love. Now let me hurriedly say that none of us are the Lord Jesus. None of us are the Son of God, and none of us are dealing with what Jesus was dealing with when He was headed to the cross. And yet He gives to us an example. He gives to us a pattern on how we can pray for others. And notice his very first prayer request is he prayed that God would be glorified. Did you hear it? 
He said, glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. He's not asking for something for himself. He's asking for the glory of the Father. Isn't this beautiful, this unselfishness? As a matter of fact, you see it in all the Godhead. The Son is always lifting up the Father. The Spirit is always lifting up the Son. The Father is always lifting up His Son. Uh, Always the Godhead are lifting up the other. And I want to say to you that one of the great marks of, of unselfish prayer is that when we pray, we're praying for God to be glorified in the lives of other people. All true prayer must begin here. As a matter of fact, do you remember in the model prayer, Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus taught His disciples how to pray, He said, After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In other words, we don't begin by praying for what we want. We begin by praying for God to be glorified. Now, why is this an important prayer? Because sometimes we begin our prayers by praying for our agenda to be accomplished, for what we think should be done in the life of another person. But really what I should be praying is, God, what do you want in this person's life? And whatever you want, and whatever most glorifies you, then, Lord, I say amen to that. Lord, I want to get in step with that prayer request and believe that you will work in this person's life. Not what I want for them, but what the Father wants for them and what the Father will be most glorified by. So number one, when you're going to pray for your family, when you're going to pray for those you love, pray that God will be glorified. But then notice the second thing he he prayed for. He prayed that they would come to truly know God. Did you catch it in verse 3? And this is life eternal, that they might know Thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom Thou hast sent. I personally believe that John 17 verse 3 is one of the greatest definitions of eternal life you'll ever find anywhere. What is eternal life? It is knowing the eternal God. It is the life of the eternal God inside of you. It is knowing God and Jesus Christ. And so he begins this prayer by praying not for their physical protection or material blessing. He begins by praying for spiritual needs. You see, the greatest reality is not this world. It is the world to come. And the greatest thing you can pray for anyone, yourself or others, is for eternal things. He prayed that they would truly come to know God. Now, if you keep reading down through verses 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8, he explains more about what that looks like. What does it mean to truly know God? Well, he prays that they'll know His name. He says in verse 6, I've manifested Thy name unto the men which Thou gavest me out of the world. He prays in verse 7 that they'll know His power. Now they have known that all things whatsoever Thou hast given me are of Thee. And then he prays in verse 8 that they'll know His words. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they've received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they've believed that thou didst send me. You see, the great thing that we must pray is not that the material needs will be met or that peripheral things will be cared for. We must pray that those we love will know God in a very personal way, in an intimate way. Pray that they'll know His name. Pray that they'll experience His power. Pray that they'll receive His Word. The thing that I'm praying most for my own children at this stage in life is that their faith will be real and that they will know God for themselves, that they will see answers to prayer, that they will have God speak to them. I love this. Jesus 
prays in verse 4, I've glorified thee on the earth. I finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Well, his work at the cross is not even yet done. He will cry it is finished later to that. So what is this work that's been finished? This is the work of making disciples. And I want to say to you that our work of making disciples and helping those that we love is not finished until we lead them to know God. Not simply to follow us, but to follow Jesus. Not just to love us, but to love God. Not just to yield to what we want, but to yield to what God has for them. And so, that person that you're praying for today, would you pray this for them? Would you pray that God would be glorified in them? And would you pray that they will truly come to know the Lord? May you say these words today that Jesus spoke in John 17, 9. I pray for them. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.